Northwest Christian School Online provides online Christian education for any students ranging from kindergarten to 10th grade. The tuition is fully covered through the state of Arizona's ESA program and is affordable for families out of state. You can count on NCS Online for a rigorous, proven online program that establishes a robust biblical worldview for all students. For more information, go to ncsonline.org. That's ncsonline.org. It is a civil war, a rebellion, that we are living in a part of the universe occupied by the rebel. God is ultimately for us. And don't worry about the rest. He's got the rest sorted out. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. It is November the 28th and and, a few days after Thanksgiving. And one of the things, if you heard yesterday's episode, that I'm thankful for is the superintendent of Northwest Christian School in Phoenix, Arizona, is Dr. Amy Yoder. So, Amy, welcome to Kingdom Culture Conversations. Thank you. And I'm so excited that you're here on the episode, but I'm I'm really grateful and excited that you're here at the school for so many different reasons. And folks, if you didn't get the chance to listen to yesterday's episode, uh, please do, because over the course of the next couple of weeks, we're going to be doing a deep dive into some real data, recent data that tracks or attempts to track how are we doing as a Christian school when it comes to spiritual formation strategies. Are the things that we're doing in classrooms, on on the football field, on the basketball court, on the stage, are these things making a difference in the lives of our students? And for years, we've looked at these opportunities and said, well, we'll not really know until years have passed and we see if kids have retained their faith, if they're living out the things that they were taught in elementary school, middle school, or high school, but not the case. And mm-hmm. that's what's so exciting about Dr. Amy Yoder and her research is because she has put forward some different um, mechanisms, I guess I could say, mm-hmm. by which we, we attempt to register whether or not it's fruitful. Mm-hmm. So we're going to get into that. But Amy, your, your well, first let's go back and, and celebrate real quickly something that we celebrated yesterday, and that's the fact that you are Grand Canyon University's very first postdoctoral fellowship. Yes. Fellow, I should say. Yes. Talk to us about that. What is what does that mean for the uninitiated, for those that aren't familiar with academic culture? What does it mean to be a fellow and to be GCU's very first postdoctoral fellow? Is that a big deal? Um it is, it is. I didn't know at the time, but it is a big deal. I'm getting um, an outside organization, Christian Schools Management, is looking to get um, research on Christian schools into academic journals, more of it. And so they have come alongside and are seeking people to do research in the field to help them as they um, basically act as a consulting company for other Christian schools. Like, what should they be um doing to help Christian schools stay open. That's awesome. And they're they're doing that work with Christian schools mm-hmm. right here in town and using the information that you're pulling down to be a difference maker in those communities. I mm-hmm. just think it's such a privilege. We're we're I think um there were a few people that reached out to me as a superintendent of Northwest <laughs> Christian that said, Hey, are you sure you want to do this? Are you sure uh-huh. you want to take this sort of question and put it in front of your community? 
And I think, Amy, you and I both decided, absolutely, mm-hmm. if we care yeah. about these kids, if we care about the formative years that these families mm-hmm. are investing in our school, we've got to do everything we can to make sure that it matters. Correct. And mm-hmm. that's what your research is proving. And folks, again, a week from now, we're going to be getting into that data and sharing it with you in its raw form so that you'll be able to to see our strengths and weaknesses. And there are there are both. Uh, but I, I can't wait for that. But I really want to set the stage today, Amy, with your dissertation. You chose a very unique topic. Can you talk about that topic? And then more specifically, the why. Why did you choose the topic you chose? Yeah. Um, initially, when I began my doctoral journey, um, my focus was going to be on online teaching and learning. That was my goal. And I ended up doing a whole year of coursework. And um, in the midst of that time, I decided to come on staff here at Northwest Christian. And then I went and attended residency and you know, as you get into your topic and you're talking about it, I wasn't passionate about the topic, even though I had spent a whole year doing research for this point. And so I talked to some of the professors and I said, I think I'm going to change my topic. And they said, what? You've already done all of this work. And I said, I'm just not passionate about it. And one of the things that happened is I came to work here And I started, I guess in my mind, I had this perception that I was going to be teaching English in a Sunday school class, if that makes sense. (laughs) And so these kids were just going to love Jesus, love me. And then the reality set in. And I was like, oh, my goodness, this is not like Sunday school. Like, I've got to, you know, motivate kids. I've got to try to engage. I thought they would all just come here loving everything. (laughs) And so those perceptions, I, I... I found myself struggling, like, what What am I missing? And so one of the things that I did is I just wanted to know, how do I know or how do Christian schools know if the strategies that we do, how do we know if it makes a difference in the students? Because I was like, we do all of these things, and yet I'm seeing kids not engage, kids that don't want anything to do with it. So what what's the issue? And so that kind of spurred um, my dissertation topic. So I started looking into the research and I started discovering that there's a lot of things about Christian education in research, but it was with the millennial generation. And so one of the things that became clear to me is that the kids that were in my classroom, the kids that are at Northwest Christian are not millennials. They are known as Generation Z. And so Generation Z, um, as I started researching it, they are the first generation that has never been without technology. And so wow. researchers, people who study generational um, characteristics, they are noticing that they have a unique set of characteristics that differ them from the millennials. And so that's kind of where my dissertation was born. I decided I'm going to look at Generation Z students in a Christian school, and I want to know if the spiritual formation strategies that we use, if they are effective for this new generation. So spiritual formation strategies, let's define that a little bit so folks understand what specifically we we mean. If I walk into your classroom today, Amy, on your board, you most teachers would have an objective, mm-hmm. but on your board, you have what we ask of all of our teachers to present to students is something called a biblically integrated 
essential question. Mm-hmm. What is that? So a biblical in, biblical integrated essential question is essentially a biblical worldview. Um, Can you give an example? Take. So like, for example, right now we're teaching Macbeth and my biblical um, question is, how does God use guilt and conviction to draw people to him? Mm. And so it's basically forcing students to look at the content through the biblical lenses is Love what it. a BIEQ will do. So that's one strategy. We employ mm-hmm. missions trips. We do. We have Bible class. We have chapels. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have devotions within our sports practices. We, we approach mm-hmm. any number of dimensions of our school with this idea of biblical integration, or as it's been more recently called, biblical worldview immersion. Mm-hmm. And the question that, that you had the audacity to ask mm-hmm. is, does it work? Does it matter? Correct. And and so now when you when you first advanced this topic for your dissertation, you met I mean, to call this topic groundbreaking <laughs> is an understatement because nobody's doing this. Nobody, as I indicated earlier, nobody wants to do this mm-hmm. because if you're a school and you're really not killing it in this area, you don't want folks to know that. Mm-hmm. You want to brush that under the rug. You want to keep it behind the curtains. But but we're stepping out. We're saying, hey, either it's working or it's not. And mm-hmm. if it's not, we need to make some adjustments. You met some resistance, though, from the dissertation panel. The folks that were yeah. approving your topic mm-hmm. said, Amy, we're not sure this is the right direction. What was that all about? So one of the things that was unclear from their perspective is the term spirituality. And so one of the things, like, you can go and find a lot of things about spirituality in research and literature, but my focus was on the Christian aspect. I wanted to look at it from the biblical side. And so what happens is, is when you look at terms like spirituality and religiosity, you can have those things, and those can be prevalent in any environment, but it may not necessarily be biblical. And so one of the things it was that I I had to refocus and kind of stand my ground on is I don't I didn't want to focus on spirituality in any way shape or form unless it had to do with being a Christian or a Christ follower and so what what happened was is like a lot of um, research tools that were out there are asking these abstract questions that point to higher power but it didn't reference God. And so I had to make the decision that I wasn't going to approach my research from a theoretical foundation of spirituality as in a higher power. I wanted to make sure that I was focusing on God and the biblical principles that were or are essential to the Christian faith. And so that's kind of I had to push to get um, that to be my only focus and not look at at it from like a super big lens, if that makes sense. Absolutely does. And we're mm-hmm. beholden to you for it. I remember you mm-hmm. going through that process. Mm-hmm. And I remember the courage it took for you to persist because you could have just more broadly accepted any number of influences in the life of a student that masquerade as spirituality, but it wouldn't have told us specifically whether or not we're being effective. And so the Correct. courage that you had to demonstrate by soldiering through to the fact that you finally did get approval. Yeah. So what what was that moment like when you... So I was very ecstatic. Um, 
my content expert, um, Dr. Jo Marquette, she was very, very good about just, you know, telling me to stand my ground and finding things that I could use that were in their literature to help um, build a case. And so one of the things that it did is I know the process was grueling, but it forced me to read literally everything that had been published that had the word spiritual, had the word spiritual formation, Christian, Christian education. I mean, I probably read close to 2,500 art, different articles just trying to glean and learn from what other people had put out there and how my study was going to fill a gap that was different. And so it gave me a deeper understanding and appreciation um, for what re- the research process is in general. Outstanding. Outstanding. Now, Amy, next week we're going to get, we're going to sit down with G uh, mm-hmm. and we're going to actually, our, again, folks, our campus pastor, and we're going to talk through the data that you're now working to distill. We've recently given, for example, a survey to all of the high school students at Northwest. So close to 500 high school students, Northwest Christian School, Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, now, this survey was given in the fall of 2023. And then it was given also back in the spring of 2016. Mm-hmm. And in between that time, boy, so much has changed. We had a pandemic. Mm-hmm. You know, the culture has been in free fall. And yeah. so we started asking the question, okay, in between those those periods of time, are we being effective? What do we see? And uh, it's going to be, I think it's going to be really interesting. So we're going to mm-hmm. do that next week. And then the week following that, we're going to get into your dissertation at length. But as we close out today's episode, uh, the first of, or the second of two episodes in which we're introducing our community as a whole to Dr. Amy Yoder. Can you tell us what were some of the major takeaways from your dissertation or maybe a couple of surprises that you were struck by? The biggest surprise um, for me personally going through the data was that a generation that is so reliant and loves technology and uses it daily, they um, said that the biggest impact on their spiritual formation was their relationships with their teachers. Mm. And I went through, and, and there were five spiritual formation strategies I looked at. I looked at chapels, community group, um, service, like mission trip experiences, faith learning integration, and then Bible classes. And so out of all of those things, the thing that stood out the most wasn't really one of those five necessarily. It was the relationship that students built with their teachers. And so I was taken back by it, one, because I was like, oh, my gosh, I didn't sign up to be the main influence in the students' lives. You know what I mean? And so that kind of got me to... I guess, in a way, start reflecting, like, why would students say that? Why were teachers more effective than the Bible class itself? Bible class is where they learn about the Bible. Um, Why was that more effective than attending a chapel service and hearing a speaker? And so just going into that data um, has by far been the most, I guess, transformational for me. And in terms of, like, my knowledge and learning at why Christian schools do what they do, especially here at Northwest, why we do what we do, and why it's important to have teachers who are on board for a mission like this. And it, it really indicates how important the the hiring process is for us as mm-hmm. a school. 
you know, when we hire, we're looking at, there are four things that we look for. One is biblical literacy, spiritual vibrancy, content competency, Mm -hmm. and instructional efficacy. Those four things need to be uh, abundant in the life Mm -hmm. of a teacher. And if if they're not, then the I always kind of look at it as spokes on a wheel, four spokes. If the if all four of those spokes aren't equal in length, if they're not um, extensive, and and the longer a spoke is, the easier it is to travel, correct, and and to get places. And so we're really looking for teachers that demonstrate those four things. We see those four things uh, in spades, and Dr. Amy Yoder is evidenced by the fact that she's done all of this research. And mm-hmm. so, folks, you are about to start a several-week journey with uh, Jeff Brown, Dr. Yoder, and Chris Gardner as we get into the results and we peel back the layers of the onion that is Northwest Christian School and ask the the bold and difficult question, are we making a difference? Does it matter? So tune in next Monday, and, and folks can't wait to to continue this conversation. Amy, thank you. Thank you. We'll, we'll see you next week, folks. Northwest Christian School has made Biblical Worldview online courses available to all high school students for transcript credit, regardless of whether they attend public school, private school, charter school, or homeschool. Frameworks is an exciting new initiative utilizing the learning management system of Grand Canyon University. For more information, visit BibleClassesForPublicSchools.com.